places. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And who do you think you are? Answer that question. And you've got this one in the bag, baby. Who do you think you are? I mean, what what a deep and complex question yeah. to ask mm-hmm. in this context of um, something that's very playful and very kind of joyful. Right. And, you know, in, in terms of who do you think you are? It's like, oh, who do you think you are? Well, there's so many ways to ask that question. Right. And what I love the most about this is this another example of RuPaul again using this platform to talk to these queens as artists and to talk to our the audience as as gay people as queer people as as allies who do you think you are who are you and it's it's the number one question the million dollar question or however much money they're going to win at the end of this competition right. if you can figure out who you are you are invincible you yeah. can do anything you can you've won the show mm-hmm. if you know who you are You've got it, baby. You you are on the right track. And I love that she started the, the, this this particular mini challenge with this question. And having this be on season one is right on brand that she's continued throughout the seasons is she's constantly challenging queens to connect with who you are through drag. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the queens who do well you look at the queens who've won and the thing they all have in common is they know their drag they know who they are they right. know what their drag is they know who they are underneath the drag yeah and and in comparison so many queens get sent home you know even even this episode you know where it's just like i, I just i don't think you really haven't fully come into your own of who you are i don't think you really know i don't think you've connected it's in there you haven't bridged the gap yeah because as we've said before drag allows the artist to connect with a part of themselves that they can't necessarily connect with out of drag Mm -hmm. and when you're in drag and you know who you are you're going to express it right yeah and you know it's it's also it's an interesting idea and i'm i'm trying to remember i think I've heard of it as just kind of this like spiritual inquiry kind of practice of, um, you know, somebody just asking you over and over, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And then each mm. time you just keep answering it, answering it, and and the layers just keep peeling back of how you answer that question, and you never get to the en- you never get to the end. You will forever be answering that question and 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 just peeling back all of these layers of this question of who are you? And right. it and it really it makes me think of that as well is that like. You, you're never, I mean, as much as we're saying as these queens that like know their drag and they know who they are, you never stop learning more about who you are. Like you never stop peeling that onion. Sure. And so there's it's also a daily the, occurrence, right, right? Where you're realizing something new about yourself, but you have to allow it. Right. You have to have the space to allow yourself to reflect on who you are. And what's so beautiful about a lot of drag queens is that they, every single day when they get into drag or every single time that they perform, they find that part of them, of right. who they think they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that there's, you know, it's that idea of, of, you know, who is your drag persona or what is or what is that, you know, and, and who is that person. But I think what RuPaul is looking for and I think what where the whole vulnerability thing comes into place. And I think what's so interesting is is when you then find the through lines of, OK, this is your drag persona and this is what it tells us about the the person underneath right and and when we can see that now we've got the full package yeah yeah, yeah. And, and to your point earlier all of the queens that have won 
we've seen them. They were splayed out in front of us. Jinx Monsoon. Yeah. Sharon Needles. Yeah. Uh, maybe Bianca Del Rio in many ways was just herself the whole time. Yeah. Um, I think especially Bian- when she became nicer, you know? Yeah. I think that Bianca, it's a good example because she was an older queen and she's been doing it for so long and, and has really honed the, her drag and mm. what she does in drag and and I think it's why she was able to help all these other queens and she's like I got I got me I'm good yeah. I I'm, yeah. I know what I'm doing yeah I guess the contestable one would be Violet Chachki well I was thinking about that one you know and I think what's interesting about Violet is that she I think that she certainly she's young and and you know well that doesn't necessarily mean that like you know, obviously she's, she's very talented and, and, you know, has tons of, you know, really brilliant references and, and has done some amazing things in drag. I think that part of it is because she's so young that there is this, there's this assurance that she has in the drag that she's doing and the mm. things that she's exploring. She, for a young queen to be doing that, to be doing that and, and to be pushing those boundaries. I think with Violet Chachki there was kind of this sense of like, Oh, this is what you can do now. Yeah, like I can only imagine yeah, what more you growth. can accomplish. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's a really great point. Yeah, yeah. I love this question mm-hmm. so much yeah. on this show. I, if it if it had not been on this show, maybe I wouldn't have gone here. Right. Right. But because I'm in this mindset of of what we put on every single day, the drags that we put on, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a suit or a uniform or uh, getting ready for a hot date or or whatever. It's your grinder profile picture. You know, it's yeah. like, what are we putting on? Yeah. Who we think we are yeah. to present to the world. And that's interesting. You know, grinder and scruff like that's all drag. Oh, yeah. All of that is, it's such it's drag. It's low drag. It's not high drag. Oh, it is the lowest of the low. It is amateur night more often than not. <laughs> um, but Fa- Facebook too. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of social media oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, is turning into uh, kind of a drag race of itself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, that's an interesting connection that like, Social media is just like everyone's opportunity at drag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's this global drag con. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A long con, perhaps. Oh, a very long. <laughs> there, there's a lot of fucking long cons going on on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And grinder. And grinder and scruff. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so we should, um, we should. Tell our Marys what they're listening to Yeah we should I mean you know Obviously if we're going to this place when it comes to drag And who are you and all this shit it must be another episode Of All Right Mary All Right Mary All Right Mary, Which is our podcast dedicated to all things drag race The world of drag race and the paradigm that RuPaul has created With this little TV show I'm Johnny and I'm Colin And this week we continue Our exploration Of season one of drag Mm, race This episode This is a this is an episode. This is the Viva Glam, uh, Mac. the Mac Viva Glam challenge. Yeah, product and placement. It's a you know I mean, but with a, with a social justice twist, right? Abs- like, yeah, that's this is like the first time where that is the focus, where HIV is like to the front. Right. I mean, I was thinking, you know, there's there's a lot about how this challenge makes me think of a lot of these other sort of, you know, marketing challenges. I mean, there's you know, there's some that are very obvious. I mean, there's. Um, you know, season four when they're when they're selling the compilations of you know Rue's music, and you okay, know season yeah. five with the the perfume challenge, and so I mean, and I think of I relate this also to the Life Liberty Challenge yep. when they're like doing the promo for the troops and very things like similar that. to that. Yeah. yeah, they're promoting an idea, right, right, and, and, and themselves at the same time. And actually, that's that's probably maybe even the closest because it's the same structure. Yeah, it's like here's your blank canvas, here's a bunch of stuff to use. Uh, you know the the perfume challenge is similar. It's like okay, here's Our a makeup is 
terrible. Yeah, but you know, of course, there isn't that social justice angle, <laughs> and it's. I mean, and I'm fine with that because that's a great challenge. Right. But um, yeah, it it really is. Uh, Beyond that, it, it's it's about being marketing and being a spokesperson and being a, a personality in this way. Right, 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 um, right, right. Cardo to Cardo. Cardo to Cardo. Yeah. You know I mean, saying, I, I, the, the other one I thought of was um, shady politics when they're selling yeah. themselves and their ideology or not their ideology. Right, right. Um, well, in that one, it's so interesting. I felt bad for Thorchy Thorne on that one. Oh. Like, it wasn't that bad. It was somebody had to go home. Well, and she had even said, I mean, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're everyone's laughing. We're having a great time. And and it's obvious that they they only took the stuff like took the weaker stuff because it was her right. time to go. Yeah, she had a lot of ideas, and they were like, "Oh, let's go with that." Right, yeah. right. And it's like, and, and but then, was it her time to go? I I mean, obviously for me, no. I right. mean, for, who who would have gone before her? I mean, if we think about who was left, there was there was Bob and Derek. There was Naomi. Oh, Derek. And, yeah, Derek. There we go. Yeah, Derek. I, I mean, it, and it, Derek got paired with Bob. Right, and then they won. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, I think unfortunately, uh, they had it out for Thorgy because they also were not going to give her a chance of winning that fucking lip sync. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like here you're against Chi Chi. So you already have the card stacked against you and you're doing a dream girl song right. that Chi Chi was made right, to do. Right. Witty catchphrase. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that, you know, I think that the, uh, the, the political ads, it's very timely, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, and it's an interesting place where this challenge went. Right. And I mean, what I also uh, appreciated about this challenge in particular is this was the first time we saw the queens having on their own to be creative and to use this prop and use this and do yeah. this and whatever. I still have a lot of questions about how and who edits it. Right, because they have ten minutes yeah. of footage. Right, so it's like so it's kind of like you're at their mercy, right. in a way, because right. you might have like filmed something great. Yeah, and yeah. they're gonna, you know, not use that. Yeah, or or they're. I feel like or not. Maybe they're highlighting like the best. Like I'd, I'd like to assume best intentions. Yeah, I'd like to believe that idea that either Rue or the other producer was saying in that Hollywood Reporter. Um, round table we were talking about where like oh we actually edit you to look better right um, right I'd but, like to believe that a lot yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but you for know for most shows maybe not The Bachelor oh god no I think mm. that it's like we want to make you look like as big of a mess as yeah. possible oh, yeah god. yeah um, so yeah so you know uh, this uh, this episode it starts off you know they, they get to the workroom and there's no mirrors and they have to do each other's makeup right but before that bef we've seen that before too um, I was, I don't remember if I've seen doesn't, that. Doesn't that happen in season uh, season eight? Don't where, they don't they do each other's makeup? Oh, you know when they do the, each, other, each other's makeup, there's there's one where they're like handcuffed to each other and oh. they have to do each other's makeup, and I can't remember which one that is. I'm totally blanking. Marys, if you know, let us know. Yeah, help otherwise me out. we'll reveal it. Uh, we'll re we'll research it. And yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, but you know, before they do this whole doing each other's makeup thing, and I think it's very interesting how this all plays out. And I don't think that Rue has done it in this structure ever again. Of He sits the queens down and he's like, You guys have gotten so much criticism, constructive criticism, from me and the judges. But we haven't heard what you all have to say about each other. Well, I think he tried. Didn't he try when there was that episode of like, let's talk about sad things and then detox was like, this is bringing up a lot of stuff for me. Well, that one, that's such a strange mini challenge because it was all about like crying it was all just about like fake crying oh, and like right. oh know, yeah yeah and yeah, then it yeah. was like oh shit got real right yeah right that's so, the only one that i can think of that was like this yeah challenge. yeah but this no it was like they sat down and it was like okay like 
BB, what would be it your... It was like a reading challenge almost, right? That's the true. first reading challenge. It was totally, but it was just, it, instead it was like group therapy. Yeah, yeah. It, was it wasn't like, the library. It was like the teacher's lounge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the safe space in the library. Mm, yeah, with, right. the, with the comfy cushions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, safe space. Oh, come on, family. Yeah. She's off, she's off. Yeah, she's off, she's off. Yep. Um, <laughs> who has the talking stick? Yeah, and, you know, and, and Angina sort of, you know, critiquing or giving advice to Chanel of like, I think that when you get constructive criticism, if you start thinking about what you're going to say before you even listen to it, obviously you've not really listened to it. Mm. You know, and of course, the queens who critique each other then get paired up to do the makeup. Oh, that's so shady. It's so shady. It's so just like, <laughs> it, it's so, I mean, it's so, it's so manipulative. It's like, here, put them in this very vulnerable situation and then put them in another vulnerable situation. Right. Like, stir the fucking pot. Yeah, and of course, Chanel felt robbed i should have won i should have won this challenge i deserved to win this challenge right oh yeah i should have won this challenge i should have been black china right oh i know totally she's the original i should have been black china yeah um the one thing i wanted to mention uh that really came up uh during the sort of group therapy thing though is this is Really, this episode and this moment is really where the original long con starts and regarding Rebecca Glasscock, um, because, you know, BB is she, you know, she's kind of asked to give her critique of Rebecca. And what she's saying is like, I feel like I'm not seeing the Rebecca I think I see. I don't know if it's because you're trying to protect yourself, but I would just like to see you with more personality. Mm. And I don't know what it is yet. Um, I think that maybe, or I don't know if you just don't want us to connect with you or you got it, you're playing a game here. I feel like there's a part of Rebecca that I don't know. Either she has a wall, which is not letting us know who she really is, or she is just playing the game. Right. And it's, it, it's very, it rings very Valentina. Yeah. It's, it's like, what are you, because it comes down to the sense of strategy. It comes down to you are, you are portraying yourself a certain way as a strategy to win mm. and it's i mean it, right. it, it's an element of self-production right but it's it, another um it's almost like production of uh, vulnerability like we were talking about last week right right yeah but and and we see but that in a very different way and i think that we see that later in this episode which we'll get to yeah um of of i i think a total production a total facade sure. of vulnerability yeah which is like almost like a contradiction to have mm. a facade of vulnerability <laughs> you know um <laughs> So, uh, look at my notes. Oh, I, <laughs> I took this note that when they, Rue is kind of showing them each of like, you know, the final results of the makeup that they have, that when Rue gets to BB and she shows her makeup and BB's like, okay, it's not something that I would do. And Rue, you can tell that Rue is like not really feeling it either. And Rue says something like, if you had to do it, it, it would work. All right. And like, and it's this way he goes. All right, and he just kind of like moves away. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. See you later, Mary. See you later. Yeah. yeah, it's clean that. Take that thing off of your face. Yeah, take that <laughs> yeah. thing off your face. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's who, did, who did BBs? Was it Rebecca? It was Rebecca. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Take that thing off your face. Yeah. So, Rebecca. Um, so yeah, so they are then. Tasked. Her name is Glasscock. Anyway, sorry. You go down a rabbit hole with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to like this idea of looking through a glass. Anyway. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in a, a 
a cock pops up. You know, it happens. Always. Listen, you know. I love it when a cock pops up. Yeah, right? I can't get mad cock at that. Cock a little do, Mary. Right? Just, you know, watch your eyes. Something you know? for every meal. Mmm. Mm. Three courses. Cock a doodle doo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Country queens. Country queens. Bring it back. Bring it back. Um. So so they get to filming these little, they've got these... these. Yeah, they have to do this, um, uh, basically for Viva Glam, uh, it's this uh, Viva Glam for the Mac store, right? Mac products. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, it's product placement plus social justice, right? Where right. Um, all of the proceeds when you buy this specific lipstick shade... Um, all of them go to um, HIV research. Yeah, yeah. So it's finding a cure. It and it's. I mean, it's great that this is part of the challenge. Yeah, I like know? that they're doing product placement that that is on brand. Right, right, right. And it and it's speaking to like you know obviously a prominent issue in the gay community. Like, yeah, I think that there's and it's a risk of Mac, which obviously I mean any makeup uh, conglomerate will appreciate drag queens because they buy. All of the colors of the rainbow. Exactly right. Uh, like so, it would be. It's smart of Mac, and they're always like, using yeah, a ton of makeup. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. It's right. Like, you got to get in a drag queen's pocket. You got to mm-hmm. get in her tuck and stick around. because yeah. she'll. Yeah. she'll so your... you can certainly, uh, Mac certainly can spare some money. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this it it really is an interesting challenge, and as you said, it's an opportunity to really see these queens be resourceful and like have it's like okay it's just me and a bunch of stuff what am I going to create right um, and it's not just about like the props that they use it's it's about what they they have to write the yeah, speech. they have to write it out yeah. yeah and then there's you know there's modeling and there's it's it's really oh, the modeling part yeah, yeah. I oh I, I have to comment that I love when RuPaul was like counting down she's like okay you have 30 seconds right 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 still have 10 seconds left you, 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 you know you have 10 seconds you know you could you know do something um, use those models so to <laughs> did that you po- love it did you uh, love it <laughs> is it are, are yeah that, I think we're thinking of the same thing. is it with Nina yes oh <laughs> yeah okay where she says Nina flowers she's a daisy she's a rose use the boys they're men she's a daisy Ooh. she's a rose Get <laughs> I was like, Rue, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, she was just going for it. She was being the, the director on right. set. Right, she was just getting her life. Yeah. She was like Coco on that bus. Yeah. She just, yeah. <laughs> it was a dream come true. Um, <laughs> now, I want to talk about Rebecca. Okay. I want to go right. This, this When she did her thing. Yeah. yeah. First of all. What was that wig? She looked like she worked at Pacific Sunwear. She I looked mean, like, like she was came off the the cast of Rent. Is what she looked like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was like again with the jeans. I just, <laughs> I can't like it's oh, like God. if you're no wearing day, jeans, you're not doing today. drag. You know, yeah. Yeah, if you're not wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> God, Rebecca Glasscock. It's all. It is so offensive. Um, <laughs> now, here's the thing with Rebecca. So it's not offensive. It's it's just. It. I feel like it's a little lazy. It's like when a, a performer comes out with a sheet of music and yeah. needs to use music. I'm like, you you didn't want to prepare for me, Come right? On. You're not right. Barbara Streisand. You're not gonna right. forget the words, right? Like this is the best you could do. I mean, the kids today would say it's homophobic. Oh, you it's know, homophobic. It's, 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 it's homophobic genes. Um, <laughs> so, Rebecca. I'm going to come right out and say I didn't buy a moment of this. Really? I didn't buy any of it. I think it was all fake. Really? Yep. Yep. And I know that even the, the the hissy fit that she had in the bathroom, yeah, all of it was fake. All of it. No. I don't buy 
any of it. Long con. Long con. If I'm long gonna call con one point Yep. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna call something a long con, I'm gonna commit to it. Okay. And I'm telling you, all, all right, of Mary. this bullshit. Wow. Waiting in the workroom, the more time I had on my hands, the more time I had to just think. Thinking is my, I think, my worst enemy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, she basically, she gives this very kind of um, PSA, after school special type of very sad, somber right. um, a PSA for to buy Mac, almost pleading with people to buy this. Life. Can you, can you, can you put a price on life? Right. And, and then walks off the set. She doesn't do any of the modeling. And well, she gives the context that she starts to think about her best friend, you know, who's her sister, you know, my sister, you know, and he's going to die. I let my emotions control me. And, and he has HIV and, and she's just thinking about, oh my God, he's going to die. And, and it all is just kind of hitting her and she just gets overwhelmed. I mean, that's all very real to me though. So. Uh Uh-oh. At the reunion. (gasps) Now, uh, let me just reiterate and I'll, we'll play the sound clip as well. This is my best friend, you know, he's my sister. But let me just reiterate, reiterate. Rebecca says, it's my best friend. This is my sister, you know? So like we're talking super tight. So then when they ask Rebecca at the reunion, how's your friend? She's like, well, you know, we're, we're distant. Well, you know, it's really weird because me and my friend are very estranged from each other. You know, I, I don't really know. We don't really talk. And I don't think that that happened what? in the time frame of... And, and you know what? If I'm wrong, I mean, Rebecca Glasscock has kind of fallen off the face of the earth. So, like, no one's going to put me wrong. But, like, <laughs> I also, not only is there that. No, okay, so there's so there's that piece of, of evidence, right? There's also the fact that there were no tears. Right. There were no tears. And it felt to me, it wasn't just acting. It was schmacting when she was in that bathroom. And she's like, I can't talk right now. This is so hard. <laughs> One of my best friends, he has AIDS, and he's dying, you know? <laughs> this isn't real. I'm not buying this. Cro- I mean, Crocodile I, tears. I, I don't know, Mary. I, It's hard for, I usually, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Am I too nice? I guess I'm too nice. That's uh, People say the worst quality about me is that I'm too nice. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, I sing too beautifully, you know? <laughs> I look like a Linda Evangelista. Right, I'm a model. They it's say nice. that, oh, they always ask me if I've stoned my tights. <laughs> I walk out there in a fucking diaper and they just say but your smile is beautiful. I don't feel like, I feel like I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, I, God, if somebody wants to be sad about that, maybe, maybe they don't want to cry. Maybe they're not there to cry. I don't know. I mean, if you're it, right. If they had, t- if they had tears on camera, they would have gotten them. They would have gotten them. And she was standing there crying and you know and if you're wearing a face full of makeup you're gonna see tears yeah like yeah i just i just wasn't buying it and i and i uh, if you call that makeup well (laughs) (laughs) right i mean and i just think that like you know i'm with bb it's like she is either putting a front just so that she doesn't really show the real rebecca out there or 
she's trying to play the games to make it to the top. I won't say 100% that's what's happening, but I never go wrong with my instincts. Right, you know, even said it. Yeah, yeah, it's like she's either putting on a front or she's playing the game. Yeah. And I just think that she's playing a fucking game. Mm-hmm. And she has... She's playing the show. She's playing the show. She has this opportunity. She took the same opportunity that Chanel took to, like, perform vulnerability. And, and that's exactly what it was. She performed vulnerability. And I just, to me... Uh, yeah, I, much like BB, I smell a rat, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just, I do not trust her. It certainly wasn't. Um, if you compare that to BB's PSA, yeah, there was so much genuine control and grace there, yeah, where you felt the urgency, and it wasn't put on, it wasn't out of control. Yep, it was planned. It was important. My name is Bibi Zahara Benet, and I stand in front of you as a spokesmodel for MAC Viva Glam. MAC Viva Glam gives 100% of these proceeds to benefit HIV AIDS. I come from a faraway place, a place where HIV AIDS is very rampant. That place, my home, is called Africa. Let us lend a helping hand. MAC Viva Glam is doing it. I am doing it. Can you do it? Yeah. And you, you felt that, e- even with how she came dressed. Right. And, and it, it wasn't condescending. I think they said that on the show. Like, uh, it, it came off as very genuine and um, mature. Right. When I think, you know, it, it's a really good comparison, we think, of Bibi, because Bibi has, you know, she's from Cameroon. She, you know, she's experienced. And we, we see this later in the season. You know, she breaks down with Rue talking about, you know, this experience like having this in her life and like people who you know have passed away and 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 it's a it's a very real subject for bb and it says so much about who bb is that what she did is she chose to wear something um celebratory mm. she wore like a traditional celebratory gown and took the opportunity to just kind of say here's what this is and here's how i'm connected to it and this isn't about me and I think that that is the yeah, big difference. it wasn't about her. This isn't about me. Whereas Rebecca was making it all about her. But I mean, can you attest that to like age? Um, I, Rebecca was very young. And I feel like young queens and young gay people that are still kind of raging, if you read The Velvet Rage, I mean, that are still kind of stuck in this space of self and, cons- yeah. and, and lack of self-awareness and, and lack of understanding what's behind their actions. It makes sense that she would make this about her and and bring this to her space mm-hmm. and want to get upset, right? Find a reason to be somewhat of a victim, right? When she doesn't have HIV, maybe, or you know, she maybe her friend doesn't exist, right? She's like, well, I want to feel a part of this movement, right? There's a lot of people that do that, mm-hmm. that that create things in them so that they can also cry and then they can also get um, mm-hmm. you know feel that sense of of community people want and we've talked about this not on the podcast but we just talked about this in the past that like when a when a tragedy happens people want to f- feel people want to be as connected to it as possible right right you know, the pageantry of tragedy the pageantry of tragedy and yeah. like and you want to have you know i mean like there, there's always there's obviously it's just you know the most obvious examples of, you know 9-11 you know and i remember I, there was something I, I went to in college it was some like because i was i did like 
forensics like performance of literature kind of stuff in college and oh really uh, oh, yeah you yeah. know forensics of forensics oh my gosh okay oh you're just so nice you're just too nice isn't that the problem <laughs> um which is it long con so oh, um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i'm betty and joan realness right now <laughs> so um, a wheelchair a wheelchair blanche <laughs> um forensics Colin. <laughs> forensics <laughs> Um, yeah, don't knock my index cards, Mary. So I, um, <laughs> you know, this piece is, uh, this piece this piece is dedicated. Yeah, it's dedicated. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I was doing, it wasn't like full on forensics. It was really just like, it was a lot of like performance of literature stuff. And it was, okay, right. um, and so anyway, we went to this one conference and it was, you know, and talking about 9-11 and I remember, I, I can't remember the whole context. I just remember this one story about what happens is like it's like when you drop like a pebble in water and then there's all these like you know the rings of you know the the sort of little waves that get created around it and there's that first ring there's that first wave around it and those would be like if we're talking about 9-11 those would be you know families of people who were there sure, friends and family friends and family yeah. and then there's you know a little bit further out and then a little bit further out and it's like and then you know when you get much further out there's people who who you know, didn't live in the area, didn't know anybody there, didn't have any personal connection, certainly felt something, but um, didn't have that, like, <clears throat> that personal connection or that personal tragedy. And I think what happens is that sometimes for people who have a certain emotional immaturity, um, maybe someone like Rebecca, if you're out there on that outside ring, you're like, oh, I just want... I, I want to feed on what people closer in are getting all yeah. that attention. Yeah. Even though it's like the, the, the price you pay for that attention. Is, right. You know what I mean? Is that you're so directly affected by a tragedy. Sure. But I, so I think that that's what I, is possible could be happening with Rebecca. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Um, I, I'm the jury's still out, I guess, on the long con for me, but I'm I'm edging towards. Oh I mean, man. it's just getting set up. We got we got a few more episodes to see it really develop. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Oh God. Um. Uh, so anyway, speaking of these different um uh, promos that they did, we should talk about Chanel's because if we're talking about again yes. a pageantry. Yes. Uh, I do want to say I'm living for the quote, and I will play the clip here. My emotional state actually is very emotional. You know, my emotional state is actually very emotional. <laughs> it, I, I, I just, I can't. Oh, God. You know, it's like this water is very wet. I mean, she she took that opportunity to act as vulnerable as she could. She was yeah. basically tap dancing vulnerability. Oh, as fast as she yeah. could. I mean, it was... And the editing certainly did not help. Oh her. my god, the transition! Yeah. I, I, oh, I just, so shady. I can't if I can get a gif of that one pit crew member where he has this face of like, oh, oh yeah. for yeah. God's <laughs> sake! Like it's I was trying to like find it and like figure out how to make it. It's so great. It's so perfect. Oh. Um, I'll have to just like film it on my phone. Yeah, you could do that. That's yeah. what I do. Um, but yeah, it. You know, Chanel. I mean, there's another example because, and it's interesting. We talked so much last week about vulnerability. And it's interesting how that's extent. That's such a theme in this episode as well, all the way through the end. Yeah, I mean, oh, completely. with Angina, yes. I mean, we see yes. the profound example of yes. real vulnerability. Um, and that Chanel now, it's almost like she's she's continuing what she was doing. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like, oh, this this is working. Right, right. And she, oh my god, it again. I mean, she she made it all about herself. So I mean, to your point about is it about age? I don't think it's the number. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. age in the mind or yeah, like where you are in life. Because as far as I could tell from the editing, Chanel was telling the story about just like what it all meant to her, right? And like, I don't. 
No, I mean, and like, listen, there's a comparison. Like, you know, Jade's was kind of about her, but it was different. It was totally different. It, it was just kind of like, here's what I do, but I also speak about issues, and that's how Aviva Glam. Like, it was harmless, you know what I mean? It was very shallow. It was very shallow, and it was kind of part of why I think Jade... But shallow in a different way than Chanel's was shallow, because Chanel's was shallow in the sense that she didn't go deep into really what the emotion and the issue was about. Well, you know, her emotional state being very emotional. Yeah, <laughs> very emotional. You know, I took the note that I felt like in this challenge, especially when she was like running out of time, Chanel was giving me Valerie Cherish. How so? It was, there was that, that the self-awareness there was the self-importance. Oh, there was that, 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 she had that little freak out like, oh, well, I, I guess I misinterpreted the challenge. And yeah. Oh, well, you know, nobody told me. And it's right. like, oh, I guess I have to redo this whole thing. And I, and yeah, she could not take right. that wrench in, her, in in the chain. There's there's that thread. I guess I can't tell a story. You don't yeah. want me to tell a story. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we're watching her. It's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah, we're watching her be humiliated mm-hmm. in the same way we watched Valerie yes. be humiliated. Yes. Yeah. We want to, everybody to be able to come together into. Okay, stop the clock, please. If you can. Do it so that we, we could fit it into 30 seconds. You know, I just, I, I, I interpreted the whole thing differently, I guess. So now I'm just, I'm sorry. I was stopped because I said that I, you know, essentially wasn't doing it correctly. So I, don't, I, don't, I guess I shouldn't really tell a story or anything here then. I got very confused because I had prepared everything differently in my mind. There is no cure and it is with your help and me, all of us together in joining together that will help to create. Time is up. I'm sorry. Thank you very I, much, I'm Chanel. So, I feel stupid. Because in a way, you could almost laugh at this calamity. Oh my god! It it kind of is. Yeah. It's it. I they, mean, it's, they do make it funny. It is. I mean, it's funny and it's and it's cringy and it's uncomfortable. But yeah, I was watching her and I was like, "Oh, you are you are Valerie right now." Oh, Valerie. And I kind of loved it, like in that context, sure, you know. Sure. Um, but it's also, I mean, I think there's. I mean, they they told okay, well, you have ten minutes. It's like. But they must have known these ads were going to get edited to a 30-second clip. Like, why would you say, okay, I've got 10 minutes. I guess I'm making a 10-minute promo <laughs> to talk about my friend who died and how this lipstick always reminds me of her. It's like, I, I, I just, I feel like Chanel, and, and this makes me think about Alexis Michelle again. Take a drink. Um, <sighs> and, and all of the nuance. Two drinks. Um, <laughs> but but it's, it's a lack of self-awareness. It's mm-hmm. it's paying attention to, well, no, is Chanel paying attention to the cameras and the producers? No, I think she's totally in her head. She's yeah. totally like, oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I think she thinks she's doing really well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Th- I mean, obviously, they're they're all aware of the cameras, and Chanel right. is definitely aware of the cameras. Right. But I think in this particular challenge, she just. She did the wrong thing. I yeah. did the wrong thing. I'm sorry. I did the wrong yeah. thing. All right. I know. I know. I did a stupid <laughs> thing. <laughs> Valerie. <laughs> yeah, it's really, um, I think I think the connection, whereas I think Alexis was always looking outward and not kind of checking in with herself, I think Chanel was so checked in with her version of reality and herself mm-hmm. and maybe wasn't seeing maybe she maybe she each of them could benefit from kind of doing a bit of what the other was doing you know what i mean right right like chanel could have kind of taken the cues yeah because i think they're always being thrown at her yeah and i think that alexis could have 
maybe just taking a step back and be like, okay, wait a minute. Let me look at myself. What am I doing? Yeah. Let me let me look in the mirror, and if right, I see something, right. say something. They don't think I'm fierce competition. Right. Right. Like <laughs> let me let me be real with myself. Yeah. 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 So who was? Uh, and the last one is um, Angina. Yeah. Which right. you know, it was a it was a beautiful promo. It was mm-hmm. joyful. It was lovely. I remember. I mean, I vividly remember when I think of Angina, I think of that ad and this runway and the balloons. And yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, obviously, with the context of what we know about Angina from later this episode watching her film this it's it's just it's really powerful it's yeah, yeah it's and, absolutely beautiful. and it says a lot Celebrate. about yeah it says a lot about Angina's character that mm-hmm. she you know and it's certainly on brand with RuPaul this mm-hmm. idea of celebrating life I went for the route of celebrating life and making sure that you always think positively no matter what life throws at you you have to appreciate what life has to offer I mean it's a really big deal but you can't let that be a downer in your life yeah, 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 and and all none of that feels produced to me. Now, if we're gonna talk about like contrasting, like someone like Rebecca to Angina or or Bibi, to me, Angina feels entirely genuine. Yeah, like I, it's like a gut response. You and it was know? a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she yeah. got it. Um, yeah, she was, she knew what she was gonna look like. She knew what was gonna happen. I mean, it, it yeah. worked out really, really well. Yeah, she seemed to have. I mean, when we talk about the sense of like. Who do you think you are? Mm. I think Angina knows. Yeah, she knows her drag. Yeah. She knows what and she's BB2, doing. And BB two, right? And BB two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I think that the reason that question is also so important is it really it informs how you approach these challenges because I think Bianca, for example, she knows who she is, and that's why when she showed up for each challenge, she's like, okay, all right, yeah, I can do that. Okay, yeah. Like because she has the basis of who she is already established sure. you know Katya sure. great example yeah. as well she's, yeah. she's got her brand and her foundation set right. so she can adapt that to the other challenges yeah. because that's not a risk of falling yeah. apart I think of Bob the Drag Queen I think of Sasha Velour oh, yeah. who, every single challenge it was like her thing I was like okay mm-hmm. well we know what she's gonna bring yeah yeah and I think that that's you can call that boring you can call that professional you know what I mean well I, I but I also think it's like you know for longevity's sake because Drag Race is not about the 12 or whatever many episodes you're on right I mean you right. are established this this but is the like character your, you become. It's your portfolio to sure. like let people connect with you. So like, what Sasha? Like, you I know, mean, we're huge fans of Sasha, right? So like, we love what she does. We love this like brainy drag queen stuff. We love all of this like you know all of, all of the Sasha stuff that she does. Mm. And so, the only way to like kind of create that fandom is to show that in all of these different facets. Yeah, keep doing know? it in every single type of challenge. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you need to take a risk, take a risk. You right. know, or if they ask you to wear a different color wig, wear a different color wig. Give okay. it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a competition after all. Yeah. Yeah, no, so Angina's was uh, absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should maybe move on to the run run runway. Oh, man, this, this is the runway. This is the runway. This is the runway. Yeah. So BB, oh my with the God. hat, with the hat, and then that hat underneath, with that those, those head jewels, yeah, and that it what the bodysuit, yeah, the bodysuit. It was a black and white challenge. Well, there was, uh, I thought there was like some blue in it because I think this was, um, I don't remember what this runway theme was. It was all black and white. I don't think so because oh really, um, Chanel was in that that. She was juggling in that like bathing suit. Oh my god, and she juggled. Yeah, though I mean, you're you're right. Like uh, when I think about all the looks, they were all. I guess they they kind of were, but I think BB's had some like blue and gray okay. in it. Okay. So maybe maybe that was just a coincidence. Yeah. They're all black and white. Oh I don't know. Because you're right. Yeah. You know, speaking of Chanel, I mean, it's like you can't send a queen home 
who juggles down the runway. Oh, it was... And had that ass. Oh, that ass. I mean, it was... I mean, she had said she thought she was going home. So she's like, well, right. I'm going home. Right. I'm going home right. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And I mean, I, ha- I, I... And they didn't even give her any credit for that, though. No, I'm really... Oh, I mean, it was like, that was her. amazing. They were killing her. Yeah, they were like, we're not going to give you anything. <sighs> yeah. Um, no, I... Like, when did Santino say, like... I applaud her showmanship, but... It's yeah. getting a little circusy in here. I was just like, yeah. Santino, put it away. Right? Put your male privilege away. Right? Just get out of my life. Get out of here. <laughs> get yeah. into my car. Get into my car. <laughs> Drive yourself home. <laughs> Drive yourself off a cliff. Drive yourself Mary. off a Go cliff. Go play in traffic. Right? Drop dead. Drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I don't know how it's taken us this long to talk about Angina mm. and those shoulders. Those shoulders. So, Colin, you have to know that after this episode aired for the first time that's all i was doing at the bar oh i can imagine i would walk into the bar this little you know whatever i was 25 26 mm-hmm. years old and yep i'd walk into the bar and i'd do the shoulders right and just like shoulder shoulder yeah you know, i'd be walking around the pool table oh shoulder yeah you know it's like you got to get those tassels moving baby i mean i loved this walk i loved this look yeah i loved everything about it yeah and and, and to this day I still don't know why. I, I didn't know why Angina wasn't on All Stars 1. I don't know why Angina wasn't on All Stars 2. Right. Angina killed, killed this runway and yeah. killed this challenge. Yeah. I mean, she's she is she is a fabulous queen and obviously, I mean, Angina and we'll talk about it next week. You know, it's like even the challenge that she goes home on, I'm like, I don't really know. We'll talk about it, but like I don't really know what it was about her that that went in the bottom, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, she's a bald queen. Yeah, yeah, you know? I, right, lady boy. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's what it. I guess mm. that. I guess that. There's no room for that. Right. Um, yet. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Um. I also wanted to talk about uh, Nina's look because. Oh, okay. Before we go into um the 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 big Kahuna. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about Nina's look because I mean she says from the jump she's like I do I don't do you know feminine you know fishy drag right. I, I do androgynous and I right. think that this look you know I was getting very like Pete Burns like she was she but like bordering more toward like if the, if there was a tipped scale it was tipping more towards masculine than feminine sure which was a huge risk I think to take yeah you know in season one on Drag Race. Um, and she gets red for it. It looks like someone took the head of a beautiful doll and put it on a man's body. Your arms give away the man, the chest gives away the man, and I'm not reading any woman at all. And I'm just like, who fucking cares? Yeah. She's not trying Cuck to. Off. Like, yeah. who cares? Cuck off. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> right? I mean, I just, that's what I loved about it, yeah. was that, she wasn't trying to, but was it drag? A thousand percent. Oh my god! Yeah. It was Merle, shut up. Merle, yeah. Where's Michelle Visage? Where's Michelle Visage when I need her? Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. I just and it, it just it's it's very much a sign of the times and and how the show has evolved because I really think that if a queen were to come out looking like that in season nine, I, that there wouldn't be that issue, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, and I and I think a queen like you know Violet Chachki like. Was doing that was challenging that was giving them bare chest. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Na- Naomi Smalls, Bob the drag queen. Yeah. I mean, people were doing this. Uh, Raja. Yeah. That's a great example because Raja. I mean, she she really. I think when we talk about boundary pushers, right? She she right. pushed that boundary. But if we're talking about the show as as an evolution and and RuPaul kind of holding our hands into what drag really is, mm-hmm. 
you know, you start. Oh, it's like, okay, well, I'll explain to the audience what drag is. And this is, this is, this is, I'm going to put this in your face. Right. And then I'm going to put it in your face again. Right. And again and again and it's going to keep getting you're going to keep getting used to it yeah you're going to start not seeing the boy mm-hmm. you're going to start seeing the art that this person has put on yeah 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 it just it, it's you know i i just look at it as an anachronistic point of view on drag for drag race for nina to get red for this because right. it was a great look it, yeah. i just i i the fact that it was so masculine was amazing what made it work which yeah. made it work for me yeah. I, otherwise i wouldn't have really noticed i mean it's one of the reasons why actually i loved was it milan who did the janelle monet look oh yeah and i love that look yeah she got red for filth yeah and like I, that's janelle monet right that's, that's fucking girl to me right it it worked it totally worked i mean and they were like well you know if you had kind of like cut the jacket or but it was like to me it was like no it's like you don't have to right and, and i get right. that it's drag whatever but like I thought I, that's not what Janelle, Janelle Monet was doing, right? And so I, you know what I mean? No, like it, it, you don't have to. It, it's like it's almost like it makes it, it just makes me think of this whole idea of like these are boy toys, these are girl toys, right, and you right. need to prescribe to this. And it's right. like, oh god, no, blur the lines, blur yeah, the yeah. like this is what we're doing here, folks. Yeah. We're blurring lines, right? Men don't wear pink, right? Right, it's like, yeah. exactly. Yeah, real men, you know, fuck girls. It's right. like uh, you know, even with with uh, we went on a rant about this before, but um, all of the words that we create to make men feel safe, right? Uh-huh. Like a merce, right? And man the man bag. bun, yeah. and man bag, and romance right all of those words i feel like this uh reading nina for this is is an example of of that gender violence yeah yeah it just uh you know i'm i'm glad we've moved on from that sure yeah well some of us have some of us yeah i'm looking at you ella yeah ella oh yeah don't oppress me with your ideas of patriarchy respect my pronouns ella (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ella, who is a boy cat Yeah, exactly, I know, it's perfect Yeah, yeah, exactly Yeah. Oh, did y'all not know that? Yeah, oh, did y'all get the tea on that coot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ella's a boy My cat is a boy, That's my little right. ginger cat Yeah Um. So, we have uh, I mean, I want to talk about The win Before yeah. we talk about the lip sync, right? Of course Yeah Yeah. So, the so. What what ends up happening is that Angina wins this challenge. Yeah, rightly so. I mean, yeah. it could have been her or BB, but I I feel like either or. Yeah, I feel like me. I, Angina's I think was right on brand, and it was it was happy and it was lovely yeah. and yeah. accessible. Um, and then Angina uh, comes out yeah. as HIV positive. Yeah, and this is the first time not on television. Uh, I think we we explored that on another podcast that there were people that have come out um, as HIV positive before this. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I because I know like Mondo on Project Runway it was a year after this, right? Um, and so it be but yeah. you think about um like uh, was it Puck? Uh, no, not it was Puck, um, Pedro. Pedro yeah. on Real World on the Real World, I, and I think he may have been the first. Yeah, yeah, I, I, feel, I really feel like that's and, and that was like ninety two or ninety three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean. I it's an, a that. really important figure yeah, for yeah. the gay community. Um, I keep thinking it's not Pedro now, but it was, is that was it? Oh, honey. I, I don't want to. I don't want to like say the wrong name. We're like, oh, it's so important. We don't even know what his fucking name is. You know? Oh, I hear you. Um, real world, real world. I because and I'm gonna hear it and go, no, that was his name. Yeah, <laughs> Pedro. Yeah. Pedro. Oh, thank God. Okay, Pedro Zamora. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Good. Good job, Colin. Yeah. Phew. Um, this I, I've talked about this before, but this was actually one of the first things before I even watched Drag Race because we've talked about this past that I didn't start I didn't start watching till like 
right before season four, and I caught up on season three. And Delta works. Kwanzaa realness. We all yes, know yes, the yes, story. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so, um, but I remember reading an article, and I've mentioned the story before. I've reading an article about Drag Race, and it was some TV critic or whatever talking about this moment when Angina reveals that she's HIV positive, and it was, it was almost like they were saying, "Oh, this is a different type of show." Oh we're dealing with something so much more than Project Runway here. Yeah. We're dealing with something so much more than Top yeah. Model here. Yeah, there's it, it, um, it resounded. Yeah. All of a sudden, it, it amplified itself into um, uh, a cultural legacy. Yeah. And it's, you know, what I, what I love about this, I mean, it's so, it's so not produced. You can tell that no one else knew why yeah, she was crying. Yeah, I, I really want to believe that, too. You can hear Santino saying, don't cry, don't cry. Like, he, like as if, they were all just like, oh, no, it's fine. As if she was just crying because she won. And there's that moment oh, where they wow. kind of realize, oh, oh this is, something going on. she's really, there's something going, yeah, on, going here. on here. Yeah, yeah there's pain. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I mean, it's so powerful. I mean, every, because I've watched the episode a few times now, every single time I watch it, I just get chills and I just tear up because it is so it's so real, and we're talking about vulnerability. This, to me, was so human, and so true, and so brave. Oh, you so what? Congratulations, girl. I just wanted to say, and I've been always so afraid to say it, that I've been living with HIV for the last two years of my life, and this means so much to me. <laughs> I didn't want to say it on national TV because my parents doesn't know. Oh my God. I mean, the the impact of knowing that her family didn't know about this mm. and that she didn't want to talk about it on national television, but here it is. Right. I mean, we're watching somebody do the most vulnerable thing possible. You know, mm. certainly high on the list, you know? Yeah. And it's... It is. It's a remarkable moment. I mean, I, I, to say remarkable moment, moment in People television. People come out twice, right? They come yeah. out as gay, and then they come out as having a, a disease that was for years, for years, uh, um, um, stigmatized. Yeah, and this is, and because you know, prep is a a. A new, a very important influence in terms of people's perceptions about HIV and people who have Especially HIV. Young people, right? yeah, who probably don't know anybody with HIV. Right. I mean, and I mean, I being thirty-two, it's like I, I certainly know. You're thirty-three. I'm thirty-two, Mary. <gasps> That's right. You're younger. Than That's me. right. Oh my god, you child. Yes. Yeah. You still get carded. No big oh, deal. Um, so Liza Minnelli lies. I, I'm telling you. You know. <laughs> so. Um, but, you know, I, I certainly know that experience of being, like, a sexually active gay man and before PrEP and having this perception that, like, I had this fear that what if I met and fell in love with somebody who was HIV positive? Mm. It was something I had to kind of figure out, okay, how do you navigate that? And, and you know, it, in a way that – it was just – it was a challenge that I always kind of – felt you know mm -hmm. i struggled mm -hmm. with and then after prep it was like and also education because for the longest education time sure. i didn't know that what undetectable really meant right. i didn't know what that meant in terms of transmission there was no education yeah i know and i think that prep really pushed the education on that as well right and so now in 2017 if that if i were to m meet somebody who was hiv positive honestly i wouldn't i'd be like okay yeah all right i right. mean that this is yeah th this cool. is fine we can Go make this it. work yeah. and i think that this was before all of that. This mm -hmm. was long before all mm -hmm. of that. And so, oh my god, 
we have evolved drastically in terms of our perceptions of people with HIV um, since this. And so historically, like, it, it's it's even more impactful then than it would be now. Right. I mean, it, it marks a, like you said, it marks a change in what this show was. And it also starts... It, it starts a trend, right? Mm-hmm. That people can come out. Yeah. And then they can use a platform like RuPaul's Drag Race to come out. That that things like this might come out, right? And, yeah. And we have many queens after this that yeah. used Drag Race as a platform to empower themselves. Yeah. And of course, I mean, you know, there we talked about this when we were talking about Peppermint coming out as trans and, and how that compared to queens in past seasons coming out as trans. Yeah. And so we compare this to when Trinity K. Bonet came out. Right. And it was a moment of triumph. Sure. And I mean that yeah, is a it was huge amazing. change. And that's she, when Bianca kind of like was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, wow." And and that's amazing. Yeah, and Trinity recognized that, and I don't think, and I think it was very smart of her to recognize this is a platform to be somebody who can show everyone else like you can be HIV positive, you can thrive, you can still pursue your life. You know, I I can be an example of that. And right. I think that that I mean, oh, it's, gorgeous. it's a huge evolution from Angina, who was just like I didn't even want to talk about it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it I that when we you know because obviously that's the theme, the running theme of as we're talking about season one is all of these connections to past seasons right, or future right. seasons, and um, I think that's one of the most impactful yeah. to me. Angina is certainly a trailblazer that is up there with Amando and a Pedro and, and others that have come out Absolutely. publicly. Yeah. For oh, sure. I like to think of Angina that way. Yeah, she is a trailblazer. Yeah, trailblazer. Yeah. The bald queen. I mean, in so many ways, yeah. trailblazer. Short. Yeah. God, I love her. Yeah. The one thing I also wanted to say is obviously RuPaul's response. Oh, right. Yeah. Go for it. Which, you know, I'll, I'll play the clip for here. You have to celebrate life. You keep going. And I keep going. Johnny, you're an inspiration. Thank you. You're a survivor. And baby, you are still in the race. Thank you. I love you, sweetheart. You may join the others. You all are sisters. We are all family. And if one of us is in pain, we are all in pain. We are all in trouble. So let's be joyous so that we can all be joyous. So, you know, one of the things that she says, you know, when, when one of us is in pain, we're all in pain. We're a family here, you know. And and that, of course, is a, any Drag Race fan is hearing that line and hearing we gay people, we get to choose our families, right. which I'll play here. We love you. <laughs> and you are so welcome here. You know, we as... Gay people, we get to choose our family. You know, we get to choose the people that we're around. You know what I'm saying? I am your family. We are a family here. I love you. I love you. And that's, of course, the speech that she gives to Roxy Andrews. Um, and I, I, I really like... And it just, it's this reminder that, like, obviously there's this concept of drag families, you know, and drag mothers, and dra- and, and, and that you're, you know, we do get to choose our families, you know? And, and in drag, that's such a, that, that's the terminology, is that you, you create a family, and you have a drag mother. Um, and I, I think that this was the most perfect opportunity for RuPaul to reinforce that idea. Oh, God. Is From that, season one, she's been promoting this idea of love and loving yourself. Yeah, 
Yeah. And finding yourself. I mean, again, with this theme of who do you think you are, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you can also choose your family. Yeah. You can also know who you are based on, on, on who you choose to be your family. Right. Right. And, and this reminder that like, yes, this is a competition. Yes, this is a TV show. But beyond all of that, here we are. Here we are. We're all in this together. Right. Um, There's things going on right now. Yeah. 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 And, and that these are your sisters, you know? Yeah. At Um, the end of the day. Yeah. Even Rebecca Glasscock. Even, you know, we, right. I mean, you know, there are some family relationships that are, you know, there are some sisters that we get along with better than others. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? I don't know if you've ever. Oh, I mean, I have two sisters. You have two sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's okay. Yeah. Moving right along. Yeah. Um, anyway. Any. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ellen. Um, we should talk about the. Ro- that's my Ellen. <laughs> that's, your, that's my Ellen <laughs> impression. Ellen. Okay. <laughs> um, we should talk about the robbery of Jade. Oh my God. I, okay. So talk I'll, about stealing the family jewels. Oh yeah, which is appropriate for that meaty talk. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. meaty talk. Yeah. So obviously Jade and Rebecca are in the bottom two. Um, which I, that I think was fair. I think that the two of them being in the bottom two was yeah. fair. And the lip sync, ugh, would I lie to you? Which is, oh, I didn't even put that together, RuPaul's Drag Race, long con. Would, would I lie to you? Are you uh, kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with are you this? kidding me with this? It's the almost, whole time. The whole time. It's like, um, it's like only girl in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, yeah, we've talked about that. There's lip syncs that are so appropriate for the queen. And I'm not telling you, I'm not going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you would know, I when, when Jasmine lip synced, I was going to cancel and she wasn't going to lip sync. <laughs> I never even thought of this, that uh, would I lie to you with Rebecca Glasscock and fair and square Jade Jade won. won. It's the first split. Yes. I mean, she drops into a split and then mimics the little uh, uh, motorcycle. Yeah. It's great. I mean, Jade is... is She's a fabulous dancer. She killed this lip sync. I think it was almost like Trinity K. Bonet where we saw Jade come alive. Yeah. I really saw Jade come alive in this lip sync and I was like, oh. I want to see more. I want to see see more. more. And it would be like, what you what you did on this stage is like what right, I right, need right. to see. You from broke you. the dawn. You broke the motherfucking dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I feel like, uh, and then you know, obviously Rebecca, Rebecca stays, and it's just a reminder that this is a production, that this is a produced TV show, that oh, we yeah. are kind of at the mercy of seeing conflict that is that is produced because yeah. at, the, at 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 the time, you know, Jade was a star. Okay, well, we have to say goodbye to Jade, right? Uh, because we need Rebecca to continue. To create tension, right? Because she is she's giving us. We need a villain. Yeah, we need a villain. Because Chanel is her own villain, right? And she's super talented. Yeah, yeah. And and Rebecca is stirring shit up. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And and she's getting under people's skin. And she's young. She's pretty. Yeah. I mean, I I cannot think of another lip sync. She looks like Linda Evangelista. She's a model. You're beautiful. But I can't think of another lip sync in Drag Race history. That was more on like that, that lopsided. was more lopsided and more wrong in the decision. You yeah. made the wrong decision. You made the wrong decision. Well, who who was that one? That was um. Oh well, that was when they kept both Darian and Ben. And at first, oh, they, they kept Darian, and it was like, yeah, yeah, okay, right, yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, even then, I mean, if Ben wasn't saved, you'd be like, well, you know, Darian did do better. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was collecting those tips. Yeah. Was that when she did that one? Yeah, I think so. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think there's been another lip sync that was more unfairly decided upon, and I don't think there was another lip sync that was more of a producer move. Hmm. I wonder if RuPaul would ever admit to that. 
Yeah, I would love to know what how she feels about Rebecca Classcock. Yeah. yeah, she's probably like who? <laughs> which season? Which season was that? Was that um? Oh. Which one was that one? Yeah. I, f- I have a feeling that she remembers her season one queens very well. Yeah, because she worked with them every day and was on the set constantly. Yeah. and those and are working the her butt off for basically for free. On, yeah, on a, on a risk. Yeah, right? and those were the originals. Those yeah. were the yeah. yeah yeah. There weren't that many of them either. Yeah yeah yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Nine of them. Um. Uh, well, then the episode ends, right? And that's and yeah. we're sad. Well, and you know, and Jade leaves, you know, saying that like Rebecca is the fakest bitch I've ever met in my life. Mm. You know, she and says she has a strategy. I could have easily gone home losing to any of the other girls except for Rebecca. She lacks professionalism, she lacks talent, and she lacks personality because she is fake. Rebecca is the fakest bitch I've ever met in my life. She has a strategy and she's just going with it and you know what it, it, it works for her it is what it is right and it's just like reinforcing they're always just reinforcing strategy strategy she's playing a yeah. game here wow and and it's I, you know jade, we said this the beginning of when of reviewing season one but like jade is a tragic figure yeah like she is um she's a casualty she's a sacrificial lamb she's a right. collateral damage right. she's a casualty of the original long con yeah the original long con yeah well, so. well, wait way to uncover it colin Way to, you know, you know, Nancy Drew. Yeah, Nancy Drew. Uh, yeah, Hardy Boys. Yeah, Boxcar Children. Yeah, the Hardly yeah, Boys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's episode four. All right. Well, uh, do we have any teasers for the next episode? The next episode is the makeover challenge. Okay. Um, which, uh, to be honest, I have to watch again because it. I find this episode. I always find it a little bit boring. I don't okay. know why. It's with women. It's with women. It's with their like uh, they're all like fighters. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, yeah, right, boxers right, right. or whatever. And again, the wrong person wins. I mean, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about this next week. We will talk about this next week. If you have any thoughts on this episode, on any of the issues that we've brought up, um, or or you just want to give us a shout out or send us a cat or a dog pic. Um, big shout out to uh, Sister Mary Shane uh, for sending us uh, her countless lovely puppies, uh, uh, pictures of her puppy, Rusty Paint Can. Oh, he is so cute. He's really cute. Oh, Dottie. my God. Anyway, uh, you can email us. <laughs> Sorry. You can email us. <laughs> was, that a, was it a league of their own? It was reference? a league of their own. He's hey, really, cutie. He's really sweetie, Dottie. Oh. Um, so you can uh, email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Twitter at allrightmary. And, and? And you can go to iTunes. You could leave a five-star review. All right, five-star review. All right, five-star review. Come on, five Come stars. on, five-star review. Yeah, come on. You got five fingers. You got five stars. Right? Come on. Hand them out. Uh, and, you know, let everyone else out there know that All Right Mary is uh, worth their time and attention every week. Hell yeah. All right. I think so. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Anyway, I think that's all we've got for you this week. And so I think until next time, all I've got left to say is uh, bye. Witty catchphrase, you know what I mean?